Oh Hello! The podcast has no sponsor. Instead, we're asking listeners to donate to United Way of New York COVID-19 Community Fund. Right now, United Way is helping get food, internet access, and school supplies to New Yorkers who need it. More on what they're doing and how to donate at unitedwaynyc.org slash COVID-19. Hello? Hi. Hi, Mr. Faison. Oh, hello. What's going on, Sarah? I, I was hoping, just now that I have you alone, um, without without George, to, to find out a little bit more about um, Naomi, I think was her name, right? Oh. Oh, I, I forgot that we even brought her up. He and this girl, Naomi, was dating, went to London once, and he... They, he just fell in love with all that crap. Yeah, I mean, I had a magical time where I fell in love with this woman, and we went to we went to this woman, this woman indeed, in quotes, yeah, and in so, quotes, and this we woman. and uh, we fell in love there. I, I I feel like I'm George is gonna be angry with me if I talk about Naomi, but uh, but why it, would it, why would he be upset? There was a period of time where George was not allowed to leave the country, and I had won uh, these tickets to a Moody Blues cruise. It was a Moody Blues booze cruise, and so I went on my own, and I met this woman, Naomi. And she was a, a fan, or she was working, or like, who was she? A fan, and so we connected o- over our both of our loves through the Moody Blues. And we we got all the way to London, and I toured her around all of the places that I'd always wanted to go, and and then I came back to the states, and and and, and you know, then you sort of snap too when you get back to the states. George was able to provide some insight into me that she probably wasn't the right right fit for me. Obviously, I can't make any moves, you know, without George because we were you know sharing an apartment and life insurance and his and his social security and. Uh, you know, also a meal plan at, at Columbia. I'm disturbed and by how George is, he just really seems to be bullying you about so many different things, and, and you're just, I, I, you're putting up with it. And I mean, just, here's, here's the thing, Sarah, that me and George always say is women come and go, but best friends are the only thing you can count on, and they should share social security numbers. I mean, that's the famous saying. And, you know, I know there are times when George seems like he can be a little too dominant or pushy, but you don't know George, you know. When I'm drawing him a bath at the end of the day and feeding him baby carrots with a big tub of, you know, Trader Joe's hummus, there's a softness to him and there's a kindness there that most people don't see. No, I mean, I can, I can, I'm sure he loves you. I, I'm sure he does. I'm sorry. It's really not my place to, to be questioning your friendship. Tonight's show is sponsored by V8. Do you have a career in the morning? Drink a Bloody Mary, but without the alcohol or the big stalk of celery. V8 the drink. That people in the past drank for health. Are we recording yet? Are we rolling? This is episode two of Oh Hello, the podcast, The Life and Death of Princess Diana, a.k.a. Diane. Those of you that tuned in last week will know that we had a little uh, help, question mark, <laughs> from Ira Green and Sarah Getty. We brought them in to humor them, and they ended up giving us cockeyed advice. 
I thought they brought up some interesting stuff. Remember, you know, they were talking about Naomi and that stuff. Naomi was, Judd? No, Naomi, the woman. The, yeah, the, the little chip you used to date. Yeah. yeah what did you call it? The Tweedledum, right? No, I called it. The, the, but we're back on track. We cold called over 100 New Yorkers to see where they were the day that Princess Diana died. Their answers were pretty surprising. A lot of them were at home, some at work. You get different answers when you talk to different people. In 1997, the president, Bill Clinton, was in his office. He had silver hair and was signing papers. The movie Titanic had come out the same year. A grand dame of the sea. Leo dies in Titanic. He's pretty like Diana. So he's the Diana. He's Diana. And Kate Winslet, she's little Dodie Fayette. Well, she made it out. Yeah, she survived. Did Dodie survive? Oh no, he died too. Looking back now at that Clinton stuff, he got hosed so hard. Yeah, because all he was doing was sexually manipulating unpaid employees. This is the stuff I think Ira and Sarah don't understand is there's right. all this stuff, all of these kernels of knowledge. Oh, popcorn, yeah. I think the note behind their note about- You mean like a map behind a painting in one of those Nick Cage movies? Exactly. Okay. And you can see his plugs yeah, in well, close-up? Yeah, well, they're pretty good plugs. It's a system. It's a whole system. I think the note behind the note was dig deeper. That's why I think we should talk to some actual professionals who work in the, the royal world. Who's going to talk about Diana, not personal stuff we don't want to get into. Later in this episode, we're going to talk to Jen Oliver. But first, I thought it would be good for us to go to the public library and go get some microfiche and see what was happening the day that Di died. Hey! Ma'am, can we get 94 through 98? All of it. I'm looking here in the microfiche, Georgie, and Madeleine Albright became the uh, first female secretary of state under that time. Yeah, zoom in on that. Yeah. Wait a second, what is in... Is she Nancy Grace? No, they're two different people. I found that out. Nancy Grace gets so upset about things. If she'd been around when Princess Diana died, she would have been mad about that, too. I bet she would have been furious. She hates death, and she hates homicide. She really hates when white kids go missing. She can't stand it, because I think in some ways she was white when she was little. John, we're taking snacks. We took some snacks. Is that all right? Actually, no. I ate all the almonds with the ranch flavor. We had the pleasure of sitting down with not only a great broadcaster yeah. and a great comedian, well, a good comedian and a great host. And this guy is really letting Trump have it right now. He really is. Yeah. You know, President Cheeto. Jeez. That's funny. It is funny. Jen Oliver has risen to fame on HBO. HBO. Home of the Sopranos. From box office. And the number one ladies detective agency, a multicolored story of a detective in Africa, canceled a decade ago. Now you're one of these I'm a good man guys, right? I would, I would certainly like to think I'm a good man. Okay. Yeah. The fact that you think you are is the whole problem. Makes you somehow the worst? Before we get to the interview, we should give you a couple disclaimers and trigger warnings. I was carrying a gun throughout the interview. I never knew what brandishing meant until I saw you with your weapon. Brandishing is when you take it out of the holster just a little bit yes. so that the person you're talking to knows that you have a firearm. Well, uh, my name is John Oliver. I'm uh, I'm British. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in 1977, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a, I'm a comedian. I'm a professional comedian. We should warn you that he does still speak with an English accent, even though there's really no excuse for that because they have heard how we talk. Um, I think you once said, I'm not just a comedian, I'm a truth teller. No. I'm a political truth teller. That's a, that's a very, it's very interesting you brought that up because I've never said that. That you said, I remember you saying, people get the news no, from me. From you're, me. No, that's not, no, you're, you're not remembering something. Where were you on the night that Princess Diana died? Well, I was, listen, I don't want to go through this again, okay? I think he killed her. Who? J.O.? I think J.O. killed P.D. I, I, can tell you, I can tell you exactly where I was. I was at the Edinburgh Festival in Scotland. Oh, yeah. were you doing a terrible one-man show? Were you doing a new hour? I was, yeah. I was, yeah. And then... Uh, Today's show is sponsored by Amazon.com. Do you like puffy plastic packaging that you can put under your T-shirt sleeves to do a Mr. T impression in the mirror? Order anything from Amazon.com. Amazon.com, the owner of Whole Foods. Worse food, less organic. Amazon.com, not since the East India Trading Company has anyone run afoul of God's green earth with such abandon. They tell you to mind your beeswax. Well, I guess I'll have to mind my bezos. What you will find is that there's a, a part of most British people, somewhere above zero, that thinks that she may have been murdered by the Queen herself. Now, I know that that's not true, but a part of me thinks that she did. Uh, but I, I don't believe that the royal family have the resources to keep something like that quiet. So, uh, okay, now, now you're backpedaling in your language. I know the Queen didn't kill her. I don't believe there they have no, the resources. There is no, there is no evidence. That, that, uh, that she was killed by the what queen. What about the evidence of free associating mentally and getting there? Well, there's actually plenty of evidence there, limitless. Of course, we're talking about Limitless, the Bradley Cooper film that was turned into a TV show on CBS, mm-hmm. which is a network yes. in the US, mm-hmm. also with uh, the show Elementary, which is a modern adaptation of the Sherlock Holmes story, right. Scotland Yard, right. uh, part of the British uh, Secret Service. And he's not going anywhere, don't and, worry. But this, I think what you've actually done, interestingly, is shown the perils and the pitfalls of free association. In real time, you basically showed how you can start somewhere and end somewhere very different, not connected to where you began. I notice a, a small level of, I would say, disdain for the royals. Your story about when you found out that she was, quote, no more, as the British say, because they can't confront anything. Nowhere in that story do you say, then I wept because I love the royals. Do you know what? We, the the country did weep. Most people in Britain kind of lost their minds for about three days, and there was this mass grief. And you can't, you can't necessarily associate all of that with Princess Diana herself. Uh, I think it was more just people storing up everything they'd felt over the previous three decades and getting it out over a long weekend. I can't remember where I was through the start of September, but I definitely watched her funeral on a television somewhere. That is incredibly vague. But we you, were all, you, you we were really all very proud of um, Elton John for um, changing changing the words to a song about Marilyn Monroe. And then truly only changing one line. And in a in a very sweet way, it was Bernie Taupin who changed it. So Elton really didn't do much. What was it about Diana that captured the imagination of the country? I think what people liked about her was she was certainly very glamorous. By English standards, almost otherworldly glamour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also that uh, she was a departure from some of the formalities of the royal family. Having a royal family is a very silly institution. Why? Because Today's show is sponsored by Babe Ruth, baby. 
Look at any photo of Babe Ruth and you'll probably think he was 40, and then you find out he was like 20. He always looked like a big round apple pie. Babe Ruth. Never forget the greats. Um, they, they had been very reserved in the past where she made herself open to the press. And uh, I think there was a, a sense of intrigue around her which, uh, by all accounts, upset the uh, royal family. And yet it's mm. this openness to the press yes. which made her a subject of the press yes. and yes. perhaps suffer from depression. No, that's uh, the third thing you said. That's not where I thought you were going. Oh. By all accounts, she uh, enjoyed reading about herself. I think she enjoyed the newfound power that she had through uh, being able to uh, use the press as a microphone. And this reminds me of another blonde currently okay. in power in the United States. They are both from uh, moneyed families. Uh, that, that, that's true. This is going to be a good list. They are both married but divorced. Yes. They both had two sons, then one had Baron. <laughs> You know what? It's starting to get spooky. Hold on. They both had a an, a love affair with the media. That's they true. wanted the attention, but then at certain times they did not want the attention. I believe he was very attracted to her as well, which... What's yes. your source on that? Is that true, that he was attracted to her? Well, I believe he once boasted about trying to ask her out on a date. Lady Di was truly... She was supermodel beautiful. Would you have slept with her? Without even hesitation. I mean, back then, he, he, had, he had the board game... Getting the stakes up and running. Probably he was in Home Alone 2. Did she live to see Home Alone 2? I'm not sure that's... No. That is, makes me the saddest of all. Is, she did not live to see Home Alone 2. She did two. not live to see those burglars do the same thing twice. <laughs> Jen Oliver, you critique politicians. Mm -hmm. Do you think that a monarchy is ever helpful? Because when there's a tragedy, the monarch can come out and go, we're so sorry the cruise ship exploded. And there's nothing political about it. It's just a head of state. Of course. Now, uh, unfortunately, then, uh, at moments of tragedy, what you need kind of is someone who's able to recognize emotion, process it as a human being, and project it as a different emotion. And that, I'm afraid, is not um, this queen's skill. But when Princess Diana died and there was the funeral procession mm -hmm. and the carriage... There's no need to say it like that. <laughs> the carriage is entering inside and the queen works out with her family... And she bowed her head, ever so slightly. As it passed the gates of Buckingham. As it passed through the gates of Buckingham, the queen bowed her head. Yeah, you're misremembering, but yeah, sorry, go on. What a, what a, what a true emotional moment, what a, what a turning point mm -hmm. for the royal family mm -hmm. to show that this woman, this queen of England, mm -hmm. this great monarch, yes. was willing to bow her head just three to four inches maybe. Uh-huh. For her dead daughter. I hate to defend her here, but you, you, what you've got to understand is on, on the, the spectrum of the Queen's ability to emote, a three-inch head bow, that's about as strong as it gets. What is it about the royals that they couldn't show they were humanity? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not royal by a long shot. Have it's... you done a family tree? Are you connected to any great English lords, ladies, queens or kings? I haven't done a family tree. Um, I think I'm from peasant stock because my family's from Liverpool. Hey, George, you know, he's from Liverpool. And I remember, you know, for me, the Beatles, I don't know about other people, but I thought the Beatles were awesome. This is true about Gil. He's a Beatles fanatic. He has he even has the CD, number one hits. Yeah. You know, so he's got everything. I remember, you know, when Naomi and I went off to Strawberry Fields, 
which is in Central Park. We sat there and we looked up at the sky and it was so blue. And, you know, we both had had kids from previous marriages and that maybe, you know. Be stupid and want to control you. Yeah, and, like yeah. I remember George telling me that it would seem so crazy that she was in such a rush to take our time to figure out the best way to merge our families. She wasn't right for you. Yeah. I mean, the Naomi's and the Faisans were never going to merge. Do you think Brexit would have happened had Princess Diana lived? And I'm going to need a firm answer with a lot of uh, follow-up. Had, um, had she lived and the car crash had never happened, would Brexit have happened? Um, probably no. Because I think people... And today's show is sponsored by Plastic Straws. Come on, let's be honest about these paper straws, guys. They're no good. They start to kind of crumble in the middle of your drink. When you buy a soda at a bodega, they will abu ghraib that thing and black bag it with a straw inside. So never throw the bag away till you take out the straw. Well, she died in France, so it was very much on. She never died in England. All right, well, this has been not very helpful. I'd like to say thank you for your time, but... Uh, well, it's the thought that counts. Boyjan Olive is a medium talent. It's all accent with that guy. Next time on Oh Hello, the podcast. We called you bluff. Yeah. And you told us to dig deeper into the murder of Diana F. Spencer. And so we have for you an interview. <laughs> Wait, didn't, wasn't, didn't I ask to, to suggest the opposite? A friend of mine in hospice told me that Ira Glass is related to Philip Glass, so no surprise that he was repetitive and a little grating. Hey, Gil, I have a joke. Yeah, let's hear it, Georgie. Knock, knock. Who's there? 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 What would you like us to do in telling this story to to right the wrongs of the history? What, what would I like you to do in terms of doing justice to the life and death of Princess Diana. I guess stop. I guess stop. Unless, unless you can absolutely back up a theory, in which case continue fast, almost as fast, you might say, as Princess Diana's chauffeur that night. And don't let the French journalist on mopeds of facts swerve into your way. Keep going and get to the other end of that tunnel into the light. But what happens if we crash, Chanel? What happens then? Then, for goodness sake, wear a fucking seatbelt. <laughs>